Welcome, friend. I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. You know, we've gone two months now. We've never done two months on the same subject. We went the first month, the month of October, on anointing. And we just felt when we got done with the month, we needed to go some more. It just so worked out that the theme for the next month was called the place of anointing. How God worked that out a year ago last September, I have no idea. But God knows everything. Right? And so he knew that we would get hungry for more of him. And he knew how our altar services would go. He already knew that many of you in the last two months have gotten filled with the Holy Spirit. God knew. So this is the last week for now on the subject of the place of anointing. The scripture verse says it like this, Isaiah chapter 61, and our young lady read it so great today, verse number 11, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. It's on you, right? You read the verse. It's on you. Because the Lord has anointed me, you, to proclaim good news to the poor. He has anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. You know, when we think about what God has done in two months, and I think about the reach that is happening in our world through our social media and our platforms. Do you know how ticked off the enemy is? Today, you know how expensive all that stuff is back there. Crazy expensive. One cord, one, one went bad this morning. And it shut the whole thing down. My tech team is scrambling, trying to figure out that's why this is going on right now. Because we're not going to stop getting this around the world. So we'll buy a new cord. It just happens to be a specialty kind of cord. We got hundreds of cords in that media booth back there that we could have interchanged a lot of things. But this one cord, we didn't have. Crazy. But guess who's going to buy more than one cord next time? For that one little thing. But as I went back to my office and Brother Benji that runs that whole department back there, and he said to me, Pastor, we got this. We'll figure something out. We'll get this. Because I was saying, what person in Nepal or what person in China or what person in a part of Africa it doesn't get to hear today? Because we don't have a cord. Hey, right. Lord, you get this all worked out. I stand before you today knowing that God has the ability to work everything out. Did you hear what I just said? He has the ability to work anything out. So it doesn't matter what you've gone through, what you may be going through, God has the ability to work it out. But we have to say to God, God, it's in your hands. Do you hear what I just said? It's in your hands. 
If it was up to me, I would have sent 10 people out to find this cord. But I know it's a specialty cord, and it can only be bought in a few places in Rome. But we're going to get that cord, I can tell you. But guys, we're going to come together here to make this happen. But my message for our world today, a message for you, Rome, this is now our time. Point number one. Time is now. You say, why do you say it like that? The Lord is coming back. Three people in the whole church believe that? The Lord is coming back. You've got to believe that because you will live your life in the wrong direction. You will make choices you should never make if you think God will come back in a thousand years. God is coming back. And we've got to live our life in the anticipation of his return. As I said to you earlier in my offering presentation, I said, the Bible said, go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. Now, that verse is for each of you. Whether you're watching halfway around the world or you're sitting here in Rome, that verse is for you. My question is, how are you doing that? Now, I was so thrilled last week when I watched those Filipinos do that. I was saying to myself, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you had to be here. Our missions weekend last week was incredible. But they had these people clicking these big, long poles together and bam, bam, bam. And as they were bam, bam, and with a rhythm, these people over here would jump through these things and not get knocked over. I was sitting there saying, please don't let them fall. Please don't let them fall. Please don't let them fall. Now, some of you were probably saying, please let them fall. Please let them fall. I know, I know, I know some of you how you think. You're saying, oh, they're a Filipino, let them fall. And I was saying, please, Lord, don't let them fall. Don't let them fall. And why was I saying that? Because those people were using their gifts and their talents for the Lord. Most of the people that did something last week were not the kind that you put up in the front of the stage and they feel real happy about it. They're scared to death. People that walk up here for the very first time, they go, oh. I mean, the lights, the cameras, the action, all these people staring at you, sometimes with a frown on their face. I'm looking at you. I mean, for somebody that's first time up here, they're saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And then you've got to make them jump in the right rhythm so that they don't fall and embarrass themselves and the whole Filipino nation. But at the end of the day, what happened? Perfect. Beautiful. They were using their talents to the Lord, right? Their, their time was now. We went to the Filipino tribe that we have in our church and said, hey, look, you're up. It's your turn. Said, so we got this. And they came through. Their moment happened. They came through. And I sat there saying, we're going to use that again. And it happened one time, but we're going to use that. We're going to find another spot to use that one again. 
Why did I say that? Because I saw some people that said, Lord, I can do something and I can do it right now. Now, they would have been ticked off right then because I know who I put in charge of that. They'd been very upset if the director said, you can't do that. We're not doing that today. So-and-so didn't show up. Can you imagine? They practiced, they worked. All of a sudden, they're ready to do their thing. And the people that were supposed to beat the rods together? I don't know. What are them things called? Huh? Uh, <laughs> this is like some the auntie thing and the uncle thing today. I didn't, I didn't get any of that. I, I thought you guys were speaking in tongues today. I thought, what in the world is that word? Name for auntie and, and Kenya. Dear Lord. Okay, I'm glad you got it, but I didn't get it. My, my brain didn't work like that today. Edwin, did you get it? Thank you, all right. At least one person in the whole room can see like that. But can you imagine if the one person, the only job they had to do was go boom, boom, cheap, 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 whatever they did. And that person decided, I'm not showing up. I know that's all I have to do, but I'm not coming. What would have happened to all the other people? What would have happened to the dancers? And what would have happened to the ones that did all the clap thing? And what would have happened? That would have been bad. It was their moment to get up here in front of you, even though they were scared to death, and they were going to do their ministry unto the Lord. And one person doesn't show up. Listen, my friend. When I write a point, I don't write the point for one or two people in the room. I write the point for everybody in the room. Your time is now. Quit giving God your excuses of why you can't do something. I work too long. What? I'm too tired. What? I can't sing. What? I can't dance. What? Those are going to be the excuses you say to God of why I can't do something for you, God. Can I tell you as your pastor, that's a terrible excuse. Why would you want to tell God I can't because I'm too tired? Are you listening to me today? Being fully engaged. If you want a healthy church, everybody's got to be involved. What happened if all of our children workers today didn't show up? Not only the directors and the people that do all the classes and the teachers and the helpers of all those teachers. What would happen if none of them showed up? To me, that's not acceptable. To me, I want that department over there great. I want the teachings to be good. I want the teachers to be anointed. Every Wednesday, this church prays at length for those workers over there. Why do we do that? Because you are touching the next generation. And I want to make sure what you're touching them with is the word of God and the truth that they need to have. Now listen, you say, oh, you're all fired up. Yeah, I'm fired up. Because we got a big job to do. Today, I'm going to give you some help. 
Go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. If you really want to be honest, probably most of you didn't do that this week. Most of you skipped. Right? I'm not, you don't have to raise your hand and say, yeah, I, I messed up this week. It doesn't say you should tell someone about Jesus once in your lifetime. Matter of fact, it doesn't even say once a week. I think we should tell of God's love and his mercy every day. So today, I'm going to help you. As you exit today, I have put out for you the Gospel of John in many languages. That one happened to be English. This one happens to be French. This one happens to be German. This one happens to be Spanish. This one happens to be Italian. And there's others. There's also a brochure back there that I want you to take. And I believe that on the bus, at your job, at your school, you're going to have someone sitting next to you, working with you, and it's going to be your moment to hand them that book. And what is going to happen is they're going to open this book called the Bible. In this case, it's just one book called the Gospel of John. And they're going to read that sometime. And they're going to come back to you and say, you know that book that you gave me? It said in that book, God loved me. Would you tell me how God loves me? Your moment. Your now. Right now, I'm asking you to pass out a little book. Go everywhere. Tell everyone. I put out hundreds of these books. There's hundreds sitting here. I want you to take two, three, four, five. I want you to get aggressive about this. And I want you to pass it out this week. At school, at the job, on the bus, everywhere. I want you to do that. And I want you to understand that as you hand this to somebody, God has already gone before you to not only anoint you, but he's already anointed his word. So when they read the word, something's going to jump off the pages in their heart and they're going to say, I got this. A few weeks ago, there were 299,000 people watching us on that big camera back there, but today it's this little camera. That's how many was watching on one day. That doesn't count the ones that listened twice. It doesn't count the ones that, that sent it to somebody else. It didn't happen. I want all of you. Bose, hand me Pastor Jen's phone. Just the phone. Just the phone, Bose. How many have a phone? Don't lie in our church, okay? How many have one of these? Okay, that's about 90% of this room and, and about 10% are not telling the whole truth. Okay, I want every one of you this week, you say, how can I do something? Remember, I'm talking about the pole guy. He didn't sing, he didn't dance, he had a pole together. That's all I did. But the ministry that was happening last week would not have been successful if that guy stopped. If he didn't show up. If he forgot what he was doing. I'm going to give you, I wanted you to take one of these books, pass it out. 
I want every one of you to go to our website. Okay? And on our website, there will be the ways to get to all of these tech points. Live stream, Facebook Live, all these things. All these platforms that we use. And I want you to find one of them over the course of the next day. And I want you to press the word share. Say, what does that do? You've got friends I ain't got. You've got friends that ICF doesn't have. And that is immediately going to send it. Probably my guess is to about 50,000 more people right now. Really? Yeah. Now I'll tell you in a few weeks how many it was. Now how many say, Pastor? Now nobody's going to be watching. Nobody's going to see that you did that. It's all you. And if you need some help, I got these amazing tech kids all in the back. They can all help you do that. But I want you to take your iPad. I want you to take your phone. I want you to go to our website. At the end of this service, that website's going to be up there on the screen. So if somebody said, oh, I've never been to the website. You need to go to the website and figure out how all this stuff works in our church. And from that, I want you to go on. Find how you get to watch us this week. Listen to us this week. You can do all of the above. And you're going to press it. You're going to share that. Okay, everybody got that? Everybody say amen. amen. Okay. Just with that alone, next week from this message, that just got us 50,000 more people. Now, is there one of your relatives or friends that need Jesus? How many has no friends and no parents or no relatives? How many has not one of how, how many would say every one of my friends, family, distant cousins, everybody saved, loves Jesus with all their heart? Please raise your hand. Okay. I'm talking the right crowd. All right. So all of us have somebody that needs to hear. Now, what would happen? I'm going to do it right now so you know. A friend, somebody just posted that so that you could hear that God loves you and has a plan for your life. Say, Pastor, how could, how could God love me? I've done so many bad things. It doesn't matter. There's not a sin you've committed that God can't forgive. And I can tell you, your friend loved you so much that they wanted you to hear this today. And I'm telling you from Rome, Italy, that God can change your life. You say, what did you just do? I just talked to tens of thousands of people. Some of them, for the very first time, has heard that God loved them. Shouldn't that be my job? Shouldn't it be my job to tell people that God loved them? Now, I'm asking you, did the Bible, was it only written for me? Is it only written for the preachers? Is the Bible written for everybody? Yes. So if the Bible is written for everybody, and Jesus said to everybody, go everywhere and tell everyone the good news, who should do it? So now we come to the place of asking. See, the disciples were asked by God, go to the upper room. Fortunately, they obey. 
they went to the upper room and they received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Right? That's what happened. So some disciples that weren't doing very good, they get up in the major city of the world at that moment, Jerusalem, and they preach and some 3,000 people get saved. That dude's name was Peter. Now a few weeks before that, a little girl said, aren't you a Christian? He denied that he was even a Christian. So what I'm saying to you is that now we're at that place of coming to God and saying, God, I don't know by myself if I can do this. I got the answer for you. Because God is going to anoint you to do what your pastor's asking you to do today. He's going to anoint you to pass out this Bible. He's going to anoint you to go on your little computer, whichever way it is, and click, share it. He's going to help you. And when you do that, you're going to pray. Who is going to reach this? Who's going to be touched by this? The Bible says in John 14, verse number 12, Verily, truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. That's Jesus talking. And they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Now listen to me. Jesus gets up and he talks to a multitude of people. The multitude of people was approximately 5,000 men besides women and children. So let's do the math from back in those days. So let's just say there was 15,000 people on that hillside. You understand what I just said? So Jesus preaches a message and 15,000 people get to hear it. The Bible says, greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. I just said what I said into that camera to at least 50,000 people. See, how's that work? The Bible said we can do that. That we can do greater things because God's up in heaven saying, come on. Come on, I'm on your side. I can anoint you to do what I'm asking you to do. You're not doing it by yourself. You're not just out there handling around. I've got you. Last week, I was so upset there as a the pastor's thinking, oh, thank you, Lord, for Brother Jim. Pastor Wigan was phenomenal last week. Asking us to go to another level. Don't settle for where you're at. Take another step up. Jim asked you a question. He said, where are the Elishas? Where are they? I wanted to get up and say, I'm one of them guys. I'll be that person. Because I knew the rest of the story. Say, what do you mean, Pastor? The story didn't stop with just him getting the anointing. Miracles happened. You read the rest of the chapters there. All kinds of powerful miracles happened in his life. But I thought, when he asked for the double portion, what was he asking for? He had already seen what the anointing did of his spiritual father. What happened to his spiritual father? I mean, miracles happened. Powerful things happened. I mean, he took off his coat, the Bible said, and he, and he, and he grabbed it, and he it hit, hit the water. 
The Bible says the water parted. Now, this is what this young man is watching an older man do. And he said, man, all he did was take his coat off and he took it and he smacked the Jordan River and it widened out and they were able to walk. Wow, that's a miracle. So he says to God, I want double that. So remember, they get on the other side of the Jordan River. It's the desert. It's the wilderness. It's the badlands. This ain't good. So he's standing there with his predecessor, with the God, with the man of anointing. And he says, I'm here with my special anointed friend. Anything can happen. It's all going to be good. And all of a sudden, here comes a chariot of fire and a whirlwind. Oh, my goodness. The chariot of fire, the whirlwind picks up his mentor and carries him off into heaven. And out of the chariot. This is probably not going to show on the camera. But all of a sudden, floating down from heaven. Now, you got to watch with two eyes. It's not the up part. It's the down part. So don't watch the up part. Watch the down part. Okay, ready? Got it? He was standing there watching. And all of a sudden, here comes this mantle. And it comes cloaked down. And he says, I got it. But he's in the desert. His mentor is gone. He's all by himself. He's saying, oh my goodness. Their Jordan River had now collapsed. He stands stranded in the wilderness with a river in front of him. What's he going to do? There's a spiritual confidence that comes when God anoints you. Blow up Facebook with that line. There's a spiritual confidence that comes when God anoints you. That mantle came down from heaven, came down from the whirlwind, came down from his spiritual leader. It came floating down to the ground. He said, okay, if it can work for him, it can work for me. I'm not staying in the wilderness. There's a whole lot of people that need to hear that God loves them. They, there's a whole lot of people yet. And the cool thing about this whole story is there's a whole lot of people that were watching. You read the rest of that Bible verses in there. It's really cool. All these people are saying, all these other spiritual people were watching. And said, we've seen what's happened. We will go and look for him. Read it. Pastor Jim didn't talk to you about this part. So here's all these spiritual mentors saying, oh, we've been to Bible school. We've had all the training and we will go and find your spiritual leader. And what was basically said is you ain't going to find him. He's gone. It's my turn. 
Can I tell you? It's your turn. Five years of me pouring in, preaching, telling you. I know some of you I've only had for a few months. Some of you I've had for five years. But I'm telling you, Rome, it's our time to move. It's our time to get aggressive. It's our time to go and carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. If we can do this technically, we can do it physically. Hear me. If we can do it technically, we can do it physically. What I'm asking you is to do your part in going everywhere and telling everyone because the anointing of God is coming down and it's going to rest on us and we're going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit to do what he's promised he will do. What's he going to do? He's going to give you power to live a holy life. He's going to give you the ability to be the witness that he asked you to be. Say, I'm shy, I'm shy, I'm shy. You're going to get the Holy Ghost. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to anoint you to open up your mouth and say, I don't know what words to say. God will give you the words to say. What? You mean God's going to do all this? Yeah, God's going to do all this. Why? We've got a message to tell. Now listen. Point number three. God's ready. I just want you to know God is ready. You say, really? He's waiting on you. He just wants you. Step up and say, I'm ready. Here's your moment. We've been talking about it. We've been preaching. We've been praying. Been coming to this altar now for weeks. Saying, God, I'm in. You've been standing at this altar saying, God, I'm, I'm ready. Give me what you need, need me to have. God is simply saying to you today, I'm ready. I'm ready. So if God is ready, who's he waiting on? Thank you, Miss Mary. But one person in the whole church knows that we're talking about you. He's waiting on you. Throw away your excuses. Throw away your stuff. You say, well, I'm only here for one weekend. I'm going back to my country. God didn't just call you to show up today. God showed you to hear this message today. So you're going to go back to your country and you're going to do your part. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. It's the place of anointing. I love it. It's not my anointing, it's God's anointing. It's not your personal, because you studied, because you did all this thing, because you knew exactly how to beat them rods together. You know, listen, I would have probably figured it out, how to beat those two little rods together, but I care, I would have been nervous. Okay, who would have not been nervous? You just jumped up here and Man, the whole crowd is watching. Half the world is watching. And we're going to beat rods together so that people can't triple them. How many would have not been nervous? Cherry, you're a liar. <laughs> okay. So even the Filipinos that did it last week, sitting in this room right now, they, they continue to say, I've been nervous about it. See, you wouldn't have had an opportunity to mess up. 
You mess up, somebody falls. Somebody falls, it stops the whole thing. Are you getting this? I'm not asking you to come up here and stage and beat two rods together. I'm asking you today to take a Bible and hand it to somebody. I'm asking you to take your phone or your iPad and tell the world with one little click of a button. That's all you've got to do. I'm not asking you to send a note. I'm asking you to click a button. When you click that button, I'm asking you to pray. You hear what I just said? I'm asking you to pray. When you hand that Bible to somebody this week or you hand that, that, that flyer that's back there for you to pass out, I want you to say, here, I have a gift for you. They say, what is it? I, just read it. It's a gift. I'll guarantee you they'll come back and ask you. I read in John 3.16 that God loved me. You know there's people in our world that don't know that anybody loves them? What if you're the person that tells them God loves them? I got people on this planet. I got people that walk in the doors of this church. The people, they come and tell us, nobody loves me. I'm going to give up on my life. We have emails. I mean, all the time, people send us notes saying, look, I was ready to give up on my life, but I heard you tell me that God loved me. And I believe you. God loves you. My friend, we have a message to tell. We have anointing to receive. And God's going to fulfill and build his church. Amen. Listen, my friend, I need you to be a part. I need you to jump in. I need you to serve. I need you to pray. But I need you to say to God, God, as long as I can, I'm going to do my part. Would you do that today, please? Will you come to God and say, God, I'm all in. I'm going to do my part. Would you bow your heads, please? Today you've heard a word from the Lord, and I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me, I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. And God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God... Will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. 
you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you, and join us next week.